0: A very good morning on behalf of Teach 613, we welcome you to take 10 for Talmud, Rosh Hashanah Chav Test, Rosh Hashanah 29a, pagination, page 57. We were dealing with the topic of kavana of intent when a person was fulfilling the mitzvah of shofar. We talked about a person blowing shofar on Rosh Hashanah without realizing it was Rosh Hashanah. He's been practicing for weeks. And now he decided to blow, and we talked about kavana for a mitzvah. <clears throat> Likewise, we talked about a person who was listening to the sound of shofar because he was walking past the shul, and the Mishnah told us on Chafzayin Amid Beis twenty seven b at the top that if the person intended he paid attention to the shofar and understood it was a mitzvah, then he would be yotzei. And if not, if he just walks by and realizes afterwards, oh, that was nice, I heard all the sounds of the shofar, I might as well consider it my mitzvah for the day, then he would not have been yotzei The mitzvah, the Mishnah, concludes with the words, even though this person heard and this person also heard, you could have two people who listened to the same sounds of the shofar from outside the shul. Zeki ven libo, this person paid attention and he would fulfill his mitzvah, his yotze. Vizeloki ven libo and this person did not pay attention. His mind wasn't in the right place and therefore he did not fulfill his mitzvah. Our Mishnah continues on that theme, and this is the insight mentioned by the Marsha, that A person can see something, but if his mind is not in the right place, then he simply doesn't get the message. And the Mishnah over here is going to give us two examples of people who needed, or nationally, when there were people who needed a reminder so that they should have their mind in the right place even though they everybody was existing through the same life but they weren't seeing what they needed to see and they needed to be reminded the Mishnah says it's about a quarter of the way down on the page at the end of Pasha when Amalek attacked the Jewish people so it says that Moshe Rabbeinu positioned himself in a way that everybody could see him, and when he lifted his hands, the the Jewish people would be winning the war, and when he wasn't lifting his hands, the Jewish people were suffering in battle, until he arranged that Aaron and Hur held his hands up, and then because his hands were up, <coughs> the Jewish people were winning. The Mishnah asks, <coughs> "Did the hands of Moshe cause good battle or bad battle? What did the hands of Moshe have to do with anything?" And the Mishnah answers, "Loma to tell you, when the Jewish people saw Moshe's hands, they looked to heaven for salvation." literally, figuratively, but that's where their hearts and minds were. And they dedicated themselves to Hashem, to their Father in Heaven, and then they would win. And if not, they would be losing the battle. So everybody was in the midst of battle with Al-Malek, but Moshe's hands made all the difference because it caused the people to look to heaven and to realize that their salvation would come from Hashem. And when they did, they moved in the direction of victory, and therefore Moshe had to be persistent in keeping his hands up and helping the people focus on HaKadosh Baruch A similar example, the Mishnah continues, is as follows. Ase in Parshas Chukas, Moshe was told to make a serpent and put it on a pole. And anybody who was being bitten by the serpents, uh, this affliction, this punishment that occurred to the Jews in the desert, they'll look up to this icon of a serpent that's on top of the pole and they'll live. Asks the Mishnah, Do you think this snake, serpent, that's on the pole, is bringing life or death? You look at it, and you live. What does it mean? When the Jews would look up, and they would dedicate themselves to Hashem, and realize where they had gone wrong with their complaints and with their wrong perspectives, then they would be healed. And if not, they would succumb. Looking up at the serpent that Moshe made, reminded them that these serpents were a punishment from Hashem, and they would rededicate themselves to Hashem, and that is what would save them. Again, an example of zeki ven libo ve libo it all has to do with where is your intent it doesn't it's it's not really about the hands of motion it's not really about the serpent on the pole it's about where is your heart when you're experiencing this experience and therefore just like by Shofar, whether you yotsay or not uh, by the war with amalek whether you're going to win or not and by the Nahash, whether the bite of the snake, of the serpent, was going to kill the person or not. We can actually take this theme one step further, because in Navi we find that in the times of King Chizkiah, during the first Bais HaMikdash, V'chites hanachoshes ashar Moshe, knocked down this Icon of the serpent that Moshe had created. What's interesting is that that icon that Moshe had made in the desert still remained. People had found it. And they started worshipping it. Ki ad hoheima, because at that time, people were worshipping this icon. What's fascinating is, is that this icon was created as a means for the people to focus on Hashem. They were supposed to look at it and remember Hashem. But people became so superficial that instead of looking at it and remembering Hashem and davening exclusively to Hashem, it certainly was not an Avodah Zarah at the time of Moshe, they were so superficial that they looked at it and started worshipping the icon itself. And Chizkiah, when he came to destroy Avodah Zara, idol worship from the people and tried to achieve a tremendous rejuvenation of the people towards service of Hashem, exclusively, he had to knock down this pole so that not only did the pole represent who paid attention to Hashem, who didn't pay attention to Hashem at the time of Moshe and The assumption was that anybody who looked at the serpent would remember Hashem. But in Chizkiah's time, there are people even looking at the serpent icon itself. They weren't able to see Hashem through it, and they were only able to see the icon, and they were worshipping it. We find this in so many areas that a person sometimes sees the superficial and sometimes is able to see beyond. It's one lesson that we try to implement when we study Jewish history, for example. One can see the superficial. This person went there, this person did that. Or one can see the hand of Hashem guiding the destiny of nations and of people. Yeshe Koach, thank you for joining.